Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today, we discuss a rare crime. One so heinous, even death row inmates look down on you if you commit this. An act where you remove the life from another human being for your own gain, even though that life is neither yours nor theirs. In fact, it's a brand new life all on its own. This is the story of a rare crime called fetal abduction. Hey, how's it going? My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. And we're back. We're back from Halloween. Yes. Took a little bit of a hiatus. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Feel like we haven't been on here for three months. Even though we took, what, one week break? Pretty much. <laughs> Feels like three months. Well, we hope that everyone had an epic Halloween week. Yeah. Whole seven days of epicness. That was awesome. Yeah, hopefully by now you're uh, caught up because we're back to our regular scheduled programming. Every Tuesday. There you go. There you go. So, do you have any news you want to tell anybody? Miss Vacation? Well, okay. So, Miss yeah. First Class? We meant to, I'm just going to put it out there. We meant to have a an episode out last week. But some shit got in the way. One of the positives was I went to San Diego, which was an amazing trip. I went there for like part vacation and then part, it was a photography retreat. So I got Mm -hmm. to learn and connect with like their photographers in the industry. And it was, it was awesome. Um, But the reason, the other reasoning why we were a bit behind is not so great. Oh, okay. Yeah, we are going there. Okay. And um, I mean, we have to announce it on here because like you guys have... You know them. So we unfortunately had to put, I'm going to cry. Like I can't announce this without, but we had to put Mika down. Yeah. Our oldest dog, Mika, um, in the spring, she was diagnosed with a very aggressive cancer. Um, We thought she wasn't even going to last much longer into the spring, but she ended up lasting all spring, all summer and into the fall. Um, However, eventually it caught up to her and her time came and we had to say goodbye to her. Yeah. So it was, I mean, a lot of people out there are also animal lovers and you just like, they're part of your family. It's literally gut wrenching. So, yeah. So we want to, uh, just kind of designate and say that that Halloween week was in lieu for Mika. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we didn't want to say anything during it while it was happening, but, uh, we had to put her down during Halloween week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just want to give that one to her. Yeah. So. Yeah, she deserves that. Yep. So this one's for her too, because why not? Something kind of cool on a side note in regards, though. Um, 
I we have like this this calendar, this local <clears throat> calendar. Yeah. And it's an it's through the city, and then it's also like a fundraiser through I think our SPCA, um, which is our I don't know if SPCA is a thing worldwide, but it's our animal shelter. Yeah. And so I had put in this photo of our two dogs and like trying to get in this calendar. And it was just kind of an, an honor of Mika. And they picked the photo. So they're yeah. going to be um, Little Miss Decembers. Yeah. So that's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you guys know, we you don't need to reach out to us. We appreciate all the kind words and everything. We're not sharing this with you guys to try and receive sympathy. We no. just kind of want to keep you guys updated because we do know that you listen. You know about our dogs. Uh, and we just kind of full transparency. So mm-hmm. just letting you know, um, we've kind of made peace with it. It's still sad thinking about her, but uh, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And, and we're doing okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. But there will be one less fur baby running around. Yeah. We just figured we, we'd let you know. Yeah. So that. a few less dog farts in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll get distracted a little bit less. Yeah. But probably um, not. But we should head over to our patrons now. We should mm-hmm. thank our patrons. Absolutely. Um, and I do have a correction. We do. So um, they never said anything either. They never corrected us. But no. we realized on our own, we totally messed it up. Um, so James Harrington, last time we mentioned our podcast or our patron subscribers, I said Jamie. You did. So that's totally on my bad. So We didn't even realize actually. So thank yeah. you, James. Yeah. Sorry, James, for uh, messing up your name. But we're known for messing up names anyway. So it's all good, right? Yeah, maybe you loved it. <laughs> um, we also have Corey Burnell, Jen Lyles, Zero, Zero. Just, or, or O, I don't know. It's just the letter O or the number zero. That's mm-hmm. all they put in for their name. Um, Nicholas Vergasus, Vergaeus, Vegreus. There we go. Vegreus. <laughs> okay. Nicholas Vegreus. Okay. I, I think I've got it now. There you go. It sounds good. Pat and Allison Halliwell. Nice. So thank you all you guys for signing up for Patreon. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, y'all are the bomb. Yeah. And if you want to head over and support us over there as well, no pressure, but the link is down below. Feel free. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you just the same though. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll be posting out. We did a pre-show before we recorded this that we'll be posting in there and just where we, what would we say? Just talk shit. Yeah. Just shoot the shit. Kind of warm up the, the mics, get ourselves ready to go and podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. But speaking of ready to go, I think I'm ready to go. Are you? I don't know. Because I was literally just like scrolling Facebook as Ben did his little intro. And then I just did like the side slow glance over at him like, la fuck. Because she knew nothing about what Kate I, was doing. Nothing. Nothing. I'm honestly often bl- like coming in blind here. Yeah. So this is the story of Tika Adams and her experience with what is known as fetal abduction. Oh boy, we're in for it. Yes. So warning up ahead of time, this can get graphic and I very squeamish, especially for potential mothers or something mm-hmm. like that. So consider yourself warned right now. So it starts in Washington, DC in 2009. A woman named Tika Adams described herself as a very rebellious individual. She created her own rules and didn't want to live by anyone else's. She was 29 years old, was living on the streets, living each day with no way of knowing where her next meal would come from. Oh, too bad. She was homeless. Mm-hmm. She was heavy into drug use. She was in and out of prisons and continued to wander alone through the city as her feet hit the concrete, leading her to her next unknown location each day. It was a life no one should have to endure. A life of loneliness, pain, and often even shame and regret. However... 
After living this life for what seemed like an eternity, Tika decided that she needed to do something. She wasn't going to keep living this way, and the only person who could change it was her. Wow. Yeah. Love that. This Okay. Right? Yeah. So she's turning over that new leaf. Let's go. She decided she was going to leave the streets behind, and her first step to become the woman that she wanted to was checking herself into a shelter. Okay. Good for her. Yeah. So That's not an easy choice or no, easy thing to do. No, definitely not. Taking life by the balls if for the proverbial saying or however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a big step. Yeah. Um, so good for her for making that call. To literally step back, see what situation you're in, and then to have the courage to change it is amazing. It's huge. Huge. Yeah. So she did that. She went to a shelter in D.C., which was being run by the Community for Creative Nonviolence. And there she began to stay in the woman's section of the shelter. And she officially began turning over that new leaf. Now, as such is life, when you go searching for something, you will generally find it. Some call it karma. Others call it fate. But when you put out a good energy into the universe, you can really generally say that you'll find good energy come back your way. Mm-hmm. So when Tika checked herself in, ready to leave her old life behind, her new life presented her in the form or with good energy in the form of a man named PJ. PJ. He was also checked in the shelter. He was in a very similar situation. He decided he had had enough of the the life on the streets and it was time to turn his life around. Okay. So I'm, I was going to say they seem like a good match, but hopefully this guy isn't an asshole. No, he, he's a good guy. Okay, he's a good guy. Okay. Because yeah. you never know sometimes, are we going <laughs> to like this person? Or are we not well, going to like this person? This is a true crime podcast, so you know a true crime is going to occur. And we already discussed what kind of crime. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, so I'm going to say he's the dad. Yes. The two instantly made a connection. And their love for one another began to develop quickly. Now, while still in the shelter, the two would eventually get married. Wow. And Tika would soon be an expecting mother. Right on. Yep. So everything in Tika's life was beginning to turn around. She was off the streets. She now had a family of her own and her future was looking brighter every day. No kidding. It's like a 360. However, a very dark twist would come into her life when she was seven months pregnant with a phone call. Tika began receiving phone calls, calls from a number that showed up on her caller ID as unknown. She brushed the calls off at first and ignored them, but they kept coming. So one day... While she was on her way to the grocery store with a friend, the phone rang again with that same unknown display. She decided she would see who it was and what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So she answered it. I know a lot of the times I'm I'm really prone to answer those phone calls. Even oh. if it is a telemarketer, I like to just like hang up on them and stuff. I'm the worst. I won't answer them. I won't even answer the goddamn door if, if someone's there. Yeah, the door's a little bit different. It is a physical location. It's like right there. You're confronted with them, you know? Yeah. So I can't blame you for that. This podcast has made me scared shitless. <laughs> Close your doors, your windows, watch your bathroom mirrors. I was just going to say your medicine cabinets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tika found on the other end of the phone was a friendly voice of a woman, and she introduced herself as Stephanie Mills. Now, Stephanie began to tell Tika who she was and the reason she was calling. She told her that she works for a company that assists women who are homeless or underprivileged, um, potentially in a shelter program, things like that. Individuals who, like her, are pregnant. Okay. Now, the idea is that the company she works with helps, helps women by providing such things, such as baby clothing or other supplies, that expecting mothers would need but can't quite supply for themselves. 
Understandably, many women in Tika's situation would have a difficult time purchasing many of these items that they need to raise a child. So the support would go a huge long way for her. Well, absolutely. You need so much shit. Oh, yeah. Kids are not cheap. Yeah, like so many things. Right? So the conversation continues and she tells Tika all about the items uh, that they have in a warehouse. Baby clothes, like you name it. Most of it's being donated or secondhand, but they have a lot that they can pass on and help her. So, needless to say, Tika was beyond excited. Oh. This would help her and PJ tremendously, and they would be able to give their new baby a great start in life. PJ, however, seemed to be a little bit skeptical, though. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical of the warehouse. Yeah, he wasn't so sure of the situation, a feeling Tika was not too fond of sharing. She reassured him that it was fine, and it's the help that they just need. Mm-hmm. Well, she was probably like thinking this is just, oh, they've answered my prayers kind of thing. Like we need, we need help. Like I want to give this baby everything possible. Right. And then this phone call just, so if she's it, this is like kind of a tricky spot, especially because most people think other people are good. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. So if you receive a phone call, like, cause there are organizations like this. 100%. There are. So you receive this phone call to help your child. Of course you're going to take it. Yeah. I, but I would. Generally, I feel like you would have to kind of reach out to them more so. Uh, potentially. I'm not too sure how it would work in a shelter situation because they might have names of individuals and send it out yeah. for you. So I'm not too certain. Yeah. I mean, giving, I guess, the situation that she was already in, maybe they passed her information along. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so where's your head going with this so far, though? I'm curious. I think this warehouse is shit and she needs to run for the hills. You think the warehouse is shit? I don't know. Just the warehouse. I was just like, no. <laughs> like, just don't. I, I, In my brain, I'm, she needs to go with someone. Gotcha. If she's going to pick up shit. She needs to take someone with her, a buddy. Fair enough. Well, Tika and Stephanie continue to be in contact, discussing her needs and getting her set up to come pick up the items that she'd be needing. It was early December. 2009 when Tika Adams was nine months pregnant and the time finally came where she could be picking up her goods. Oh my gosh. Stephanie came and picked Tika up and they both headed out together to the warehouse. Okay. I just have to say, so this Stephanie chick is really, she's forming a relationship with her. Yep. That's longer than just a phone call. Yep. So I mean that it makes it even worse because of course you'd think like this person is investing in you. Makes what worse? Well, what might be going down here? Because I just- <laughs> You're making a lot of assumptions. I am. Okay, maybe I'll just shut up. So it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's great. This warehouse is just peachy and there's full of baby clothes and stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, okay, she's literally investing in this person. For two months, they've been having conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. she's really going next level here. Yeah. Well, Tika was investing a lot, like you're saying. She was filled with excitement. Her baby was almost here, and she was finally being presented with the items to take care of it. During the drive, the two talk. Tika spoke all about her life and how she was trying to become a better person. She described her time on the streets, her encounters with substance abuse, and her new baby and marriage, which meant the world to her. And Stephanie shared a bit of her life as well, talking about some of her family, like she had a teenage son and so forth. The worst. Teenage sons? No. (laughs) I don't know. The fact that she's, okay, maybe my brain's going to the wrong place, but she's in this vehicle with this person. They're sharing. 
they're liking each other. Like, why the fuck does she not have someone with her right now? Like, I'm sorry, but please just take buddies. Well, she, a, she, the buddy system. Yeah, she did not take a buddy. Um, and eventually the two, Stephanie and Tika, would arrive at the warehouse location. However, it wasn't a warehouse. What was it? It was Stephanie's apartment. Okay. It was odd, but Tika brushed it off and thought, okay, something must have just changed in the details or something. She didn't really know what to think. Yeah. So she went inside the apartment with Stephanie. Because that seems safer than a warehouse, but maybe not. Well, you'd think it would be safer for sure. That, mm-hmm. That'd be my assumption. Yeah. I'd probably be like, oh, thank God it's an apartment, not a fucking sketchy warehouse. <laughs> now, the apartment was a large pale brick building. They entered through a glass door entrance through a sliding door, glass door, sorry, which was beside a front door and led them into the living room. Now, the room was rather empty with a couch and some scattered boxes laying around. But Stephanie kept leading her through the room into an adjacent bedroom. Now, the situation was odd. There were no donated baby clothes or anything of that nature in sight. In the bedroom, Stephanie let Tika sit on the bed and she put a movie on the TV that was located in the room. Okay, weird. She also fixed her lunch in the form of two sandwiches. So the two sat down and began to watch the movie. Now, by now, Tika was feeling quite uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to be rude. She just assumed that Stephanie was maybe just like a really awkward or different individual. So she didn't want to press or anything like that. Right. But soon enough, the time would come and they would go get the items that Stephanie would be talking about. That's what she was hoping for. She's like, okay, the movie will end soon and it's it's going to happen here soon. She just wants to chill for a bit. Who knows? Right? Holy heck. She's very kind. Yeah. The fact that she's just like eating the sandwich and watching the movie. Yeah. That's... Okay. Well, they sat on the bed with the movie playing and Tika's phone rang. It was her husband, PJ. Mm-hmm. He asked if she was finished up and needed him to come pick her up. There was one problem though. Tika didn't know where they were. Right. She told PJ what was going on. She kind of reassured him that she'd just be fine. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, he's just like, what the actual is going on? Yeah. So the movie would eventually end and Stephanie got up and put another one on. Oh my gosh. And strangely enough, after that, she would get up to put another movie on. Holy shit. However, things would quickly take a severe turn at this point, at the third movie. All of a sudden, Tika had a blanket thrown over her head and a violent <gasps> beating and assault began. Oh my gosh. I Okay. Two movies in? Like, yes. what, what is going on here? I'm so confused. She sat there with her for two movies in this stranger's bedroom, just being polite, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but why did this Stephanie chick need two movies? And like, how, how did she even find this woman? I'm just, yeah, we'll carry on here, but I got questions. Well, these movies seem to be a bit of a theme, and I'm not too oh. sure why or what's with them. But yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it here shortly. Okay. So as the assault began, Stephanie was on top of Tika, punching and hitting oh. her repeatedly. But wow. still, the nine-month pregnant Tika managed to get to her feet and put her hands and arms up to defend herself as she tried to run. She managed to make it to the nearby front door, but quickly realized the severity of her situation when she saw 
three locks holding oh closed. my gosh okay, i thought there was gonna be more individuals there no hmm now tika by this time had a large cut across her head and had blood pouring into her face oh my god but she still continued to fight however stephanie was just too much even more so when she got a hold of a fire poker and began to beat tika with it over and over wow she was beaten into unconsciousness but it is estimated that she was struck with that fire poker approximately 40 times holy okay that's that's incredible that is brutal well i mean it's incredible that like she was putting up the fight of her life there mm -hmm. like she's trying to save herself and her, her baby yeah. and just my she, gosh she's doing this all while nine nine months yeah pregnant. Like, it's huge. like to be able to withstand that much just shows how much strength she has. Oh, 100%. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I got to poop and I can barely walk to the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'd get hit once and be like, done. <laughs> well, Tika is definitely different than us because she managed to just take a lot. Yeah. Um, she did manage to regain consciousness oh my as gosh. she was being dragged down a hallway. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is just yeah. going to get worse and worse, isn't it? From here on out. Yes. Yeah. She was being dragged down the hallway by her ankles towards the kitchen, oh, but man. she was now bound and gagged, okay. left helpless to her attacker. She was also still quite, well, she just went through a severe beating. Well, so she had yeah. a bell rung, so she's not quite with it, right? Hell no. Next though, she remembers hearing rustling coming from the kitchen drawer. And then she sees Stif Stephanie kneeling at her side with a box cutter. <laughs> oh, this is just brutal. This is brutal. She remembers Stephanie telling her what she was going to do. She remembered her saying she was going to take her baby. Then feeling a sharp pain in oh, her side man. as Stephanie began to cut. It'd be more than just a sharp fucking pain. Yeah. Well, you try writing a podcast and describing that. Oh, feeling. I know. Sorry. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying anything but <laughs> bad about how you wrote it, but that would be freaking excruciating. Okay, she felt an excruciatingly sharp pain. How's that? Okay, that's better. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um so as quickly as it began though, it luckily stopped. And Tika could hear Stephanie's voice as she began to pray. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As she said, Lord, forgive me. I've sinned. Forgive me. Yeah, that's a big-ass sin. <laughs> yes, it is. Then she began to start cleaning up the large amounts of blood that had saturated the floor surrounding the two of them. And as she began cleaning, she also instructed Tika to stand up, but she was unable to due to her injuries and the restraints. So Stephanie helped her get back to the bedroom where she laid her down on the bed. There, she takes away Tika's cell phone immediately. 
And Tika starts telling Stephanie that she just won't tell anyone what happened if she just lets her go. Okay, well, is her baby still in her? Yes. Oh, okay. So the Stephanie... She did not take it yet. She started cutting. But she didn't finish. She did not finish. And then she realized that she's a piece of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, gosh, this is crazy. So Tika was thinking back to the conversation the two had when they were in the car driving to the apartment or what she thought was the warehouse. Yeah. And she remembers Stephanie talking about her son. So she tried to use this to her advantage, saying that she wouldn't say anything because she doesn't believe in breaking up a family. She's trying to tug at those heartstrings. She's smart. She is. She's, she's, she's a badass. Yeah. Just say that. So far, I just think this woman is incredible. Her words seemed to actually be making an impact on Stephanie. Stephanie began pacing around the apartment, struggling with what she was going to do next. This would go on into the night. In fact, it continued for the next three days. Oh my goodness. Tika was held captive, unsure of her and her baby's safety, as her captor paced around the apartment, all while Stephanie had movies playing on repeat over and over and over again. Well, and she's so injured too. Like it's almost amazing that she could have even have lasted those days without getting medical attention. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you she at least has a concussion, yeah. let alone her lacerations, right? And PJ, right? That's his name, PJ? The husband, yeah. Must just be worried sick. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you he was. Wow. So all this time, Tika refused to sleep in fear of what could happen to her if her eyes even closed for a moment. Oh, my gosh. Now, possibly even if she wanted to, her senses may not even have allowed her to rest. The one and only good thing Stephanie did for Tika was she helped kept helped keep her fed and hydrated, most likely to ensure good health of the child. Yeah. On the third night, Tika witnessed a very ominous sight as Stephanie entered the room carrying a large metal bowl full of ice and carried six towels, some rags, two box cutters, and a knife with her. Oh my gosh, too much. Shit, she's like just... Getting the courage to have done this, do it again. Yep. Fear struck her, but she was helpless in the whole situation. Oh my gosh. And she had her head wrapped in duct tape so she couldn't scream and she wouldn't be able to see what was going on. Wow. Okay. Yep. Stephanie began to start cutting as Tika laid there helpless. She began cutting at her pelvic, pelvic region not knowing what she was doing at all because she is no surgeon. Mm -hmm. And after a few minutes of trying, she started physically poking and picking and pulling at Tika's open cut fingers. Oh my gosh. Presumably because she wasn't getting the job done with the knives. Because she has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Zero fucking clue. All the while, Tika is awake and feeling. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is almost too much. Okay. In the background, Tika remembers hearing the movie Michael Jackson's This Is It playing. And Stephanie would stop and rewind the movie in certain parts to hear him sing and perform as she continued to to do her grotesque procedure. Really? Yes. A very odd fact in this case. Okay. So, like I said, Tika was feeling all of this the whole time. And eventually she would pass out from the pain and blood loss. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when she woke up, 
She was in severe pain and Stephanie was lying in front of the bedroom door, sleeping in the fetal position. It seemed that again, she was not successful and Tika still had her baby. Holy, okay, I cannot even imagine the shape that this woman is in at this point. Yep. So now what happens next is insane. It's not too clear on how her restraints worked in the situation with the duct tape around her face or how she was restrained or if she got them removed somehow. But what we do know is she managed to roll out of bed and she prayed all the while while she was saying, please just give me the strength. Slowly, she crept towards the door and stepped over Stephanie, trailing drops of blood across her as she slept. Oh, so she was sleeping there. Yeah, Stephanie was sleeping in the fetal position on the ground in front of the bedroom door. And Tika stepped over her, bleeding on her while she's sleeping. Well, and in and men's pain, I can imagine. Oh, like how yeah. the fact could you keep quiet while you were doing that when you were in this much pain? Yeah. And miraculously, Stephanie didn't wake up. Wow. Step after step, Tika kept pushing kept going towards the door, slowly making her way down the hallway. As she's doing this, her stomach and internal organs began spilling out into her hands. Oh my goodness. I'm not surprised though. Amazingly, she makes it to the front door and unlocks all three of the locks one by one. So they're not like key locks. They're locks to keep people from outside getting in. Okay. Okay. Yep. Which is good. Yeah. So finally, she managed to open the door to the apartment. She made her way outside into the hallway where not too far she would pass out. Oh, no. Okay, please, someone come. She woke up again to see Stephanie looming over her. Oh, shit. And she began dragging her back to the apartment. You're fucking kidding me. I'm pissed. Dead serious. I'm pissed. Why don't you tell me how you really feel? I'm pissed. (laughs) Cause I was like, no, like she's going to make it out of there. Like I really thought she was, this is, this is horrible. Well, Tika was once again, ready to put up a fight and she began screaming bloody murder, which got the attention of a neighbor. Good. And he poked his head out into the hallway. Yeah. Now Tika looked this guy right in the face and she screamed, please help me. She's trying to kill me. And she lifted her, um, it's a Navy blue colored shirt so it wasn't showing the blood stains but she lifted her shirt to show her stomach oh, to the man oh my gosh and the man like probably went just ghost white seeing that mm-hmm. um, and he screamed immediately that he's calling the police mm-hmm. and stephanie booked it she oh, ran. okay thank goodness she fucking ran because i was like now this guy's in danger like what's happening next here like because no. this this lady is literally something's I don't know. I don't want to, but she's crazy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but she's crazy. Uh, something's not right there. That's for Something sure. Something is really not right. Um, but I don't know about you. I would not have made it as far as Tika has made it. No. I would have been dead long time ago. She's incredible. I am shocked. Right. Um, but I haven't given her the title you're thinking about just yet because there's a certain point. There's more. Th- there's a certain point where I want to pin it on because it just makes it all so sweet. Because I'm like, kind of been waiting how is he not how can you tell i'm like how is he just just wait for it because there is one moment where it just it's it makes sense so hold on to that thought okay okay 
So Tika was thankfully rushed into hospital and immediately went into emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. When she woke up, she had the sight of her husband, PJ, sitting oh next gosh. to her at her bedside. Oh, and she just probably just melted like of happiness. Yeah. She was safe. She was alive. She was filled with joy. But one question plagued her mind the moment she regained mm-hmm. consciousness. The baby. What happened to her baby? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened to the her baby? The baby has to live. Like, I'm sorry, but the mom can't be that badass and the baby not live. Like, this like this needs to end well. Well, just as she was about to ask this question, a nurse walked into the room. Holding the baby. And congratulated oh. her on the birth of her healthy baby girl. Holy yes. Tika and PJ named their daughter miracle for obvious reasons oh my gosh dude that like makes me want to sob (laughs) the look on your face when i said that (laughs) like instantly my eyes are just watering that's the most amazing thing i've ever heard oh you good i'm good but wow i did never expected that so as for stephanie well If you're not surprised to hear this, um, her name isn't actually Stephanie. Her name is Veronica Deramus. She's 41, and she definitely was not part of a company that helped less fortunate women. No, she's a freaking horrific person. (laughs) Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think so as well. Yeah, I can't can't stop thinking a little miracle. I'm really invested in this one. Um, Well, surprisingly, Stephanie or... Veronica, I'll be calling her now. Surprisingly, Veronica actually called the police on herself and turned herself in. Really? Yeah. Now, a trial was held in November of 2010, where on a plea bargain, she pled guilty, but initially claimed Tika had actually agreed to sell the baby for five grand. Oh, wow. Right? I just have like, to- Like, what a- ugh. I want to call her yeah. all sorts of names just for that alone. But I am i really think something's gone really bad for her. Oh, definitely. Definitely. What's her name? Sorry? Veronica. Veronica. Like, so I think that she's probably suffering from something pretty serious. But that's a pretty five grand. That's like a real shit lie there. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't imagine what someone would have had to have gone through to let alone contemplate, actually go through mm-hmm. with the actions of steal another woman's child. She came up with this crazy plan and went through all the steps. And 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 you can even tell through the story, obviously, that she struggled with what she was doing because it took her two, to- well, two times and she didn't even succeed. Yeah. But I, like what would put you in that position? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What would say, okay, I am traumatized to the point that I'm going to cut open your stomach and take your child from you for my gain mm-hmm. and think that's okay. And think that that's going to just end well. Or even if it does, you do get away with it. How do you think you're going to live with yourself after that? Mm-hmm. Like there's got, like, I can't imagine what someone would have to go through to justify that to themselves. So I do feel very bad for Veronica because I can only imagine what put her in that position. Yeah. However, she did do this act and it's like, fuck you, you know? Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And I'm just, do you touch on how she ended up finding her? Like at this, 
that just no that's actually uh not something i have ran across if i'm being honest okay it would that's it, wild it would have clearly have been through the shelter of some sort of way but i'm not too certain how yeah whether she was i don't know scoping it out or what yeah, yeah i mean who knows? who knows she could have even been like volunteering there or had it just came across yeah. her or something yeah yeah so i'm not too certain that's not something i i managed to find uh, so Veronica was found guilty of first degree assault and was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Okay. I was wondering how long it would be because like murder, assault, like I wasn't sure the difference yeah. in kind of time there. Mm -hmm. And I do think that this is something that hasn't seen a lot of like court time, like a fetal abduction. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too certain if there's like a standard on what the sentencing should be no so, kidding so i would imagine that would have been a difficult call for the court process to do mm -hmm. um anyways so on to the moment where i said that uh tika has that moment to be given that title okay okay so oh. tika at 29 years old brought her daughter back into the courtroom to stand against her attacker even though wow she was already proven guilty she didn't need to stand up there, but she wanted to stand up there to show Veronica exactly who she was and that she didn't take her or her child. Hmm. So Tika lives in an apartment with her family now in D.C. They are no longer homeless and have turned their lives around just as they said they would. And I want to quote something that Tika has said. She said this. I survived because I was coming to a point in my life where I started to love myself and respect myself and cherish life. I survived because of God and my support system. I know a lot of people love me and I know that my God loves me. And like they say, God looks after babies and fools. And I had a baby and I was a fool. Wow. Hey. So do you want to do the honors and give her the title? Well, I know with like literally just chills this pop, this one. Whew. Yeah, she is 110% like the badass of the day more so, I think. Yes. She needs a title bigger than that. Yeah, she is. She's well, she's our badass of the day through and through. Like I, there's I don't know how I could ever even hope to do something like she has done. Not that I would mm -hmm. hope to go through that, but like to achieve that sort of like badassery. You know what well, I mean? No kidding. Because I'm just thinking the amount of blood that she would have lost and the fact that she could that she still could regain consciousness is mind-blowing i do think the fact that it was over the course of a few days helped her in that situation okay that's that makes sense yeah because she had an initial assault where she probably would have lost quite a bit of blood mm -hmm. and then it was three days later where the second assault occurred right so i'm thinking within those few days her body was able to help replenish the blood in her right. system okay huh i'm not too sure if no like, but how much sense. or what but and because that chick i still can't remember her name i'm for some reason can't remember either of her name for the life of me which is fine yeah that's but, totally um, fine she was like you said um giving her food and and stuff too nourishing so, her yeah yeah because that would have helped because if she had no nourishment in those days then who knows how how, how much she would have like regained her strength and stuff right yep yeah, that's totally fair. Huh. So that is the tale of Tika Adams and her little baby miracle. Wow, I have never heard of this. And I that name, okay, miracle has literally 
like a badass mom. Oh yeah. That would I do I couldn't even imagine what she would do to protect her. Like that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, she already did. Gosh, she was protecting her at that time. Gosh. Hundred percent. Holy heck. Okay. (laughs) So that my mind is going all over the place. This one I really um wasn't expecting. Why do I feel like as soon as these mics are turned off, the waterworks are gonna turn on for you? (laughs) I don't think they will. I my eyes did water when you announced her name because they're that watering is, right now. No, they're not. I'm fine. They're glistening for I'm sure. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was a story that I just really wasn't expecting for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's Maybe fair. I'm just emotional. Maybe it's an emotional day. No, that's totally fair. All right. Well, thanks for for listening, guys. We appreciate you being here. Um, if you guys want to check out our social le- shows, blah, 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 our social <laughs> media links, there we go. All in the description of the podcast down below. We got the good old Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTube, you name it. We got Patreon down there where you can sign up, do a little bit of extra support if you'd like. If not, we appreciate you just being here just the same. So thank you so much. We seriously appreciate you even listening. Yeah. This so, was a good welcome back episode here. It was. It was a, a heavy one, mm-hmm. but but it had a good ending, so I like it that. It did, yeah. So well done. Thank you, and of course, until next time. Until next time. Stay wicked. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.